hello and welcome to another edition of But Have You Heard About Spooky Season Stuff? Woo! So today I am joined by my amazing colleague, co-worker, and my work wife, as I like to call her, Roxanne. Hey. I waved, <laughs> even though I know this is a recording. <laughs> you know, I like the enthusiasm. We got to bring it to the table all day, every day. So today we want to keep in line with the spooky stuff that's going on. But I specifically wanted to bring you here because you are the person that I know watches all of the scary movies ever. And you usually laugh at them. <laughs> and speaking of scary movie stuff and laughing at them, we literally saw a movie the last day you could see a movie at the movie theater back in March. And I got to host this movie at the draft house. And I can't even remember what it was called, but it was like dumb scary. And there were mannequins. Yes. I don't remember the name, but it was amazing. It was from like the seventies and it was crazy. And there were mannequins and it was just, you can watch it for free on YouTube if you really want to be about that life. So I wanted to bring Roxanne because I want to talk about the Conjuring movies because they are based on a real life couple, Ed and Lorraine Warren, Uh, not to be confused with my homegirl, Elizabeth Warren. Maybe they're (laughs) the same. I don't know, but I hope not. But you have Ed and Lorraine who basically brought to life all of these different, I don't want to say like satanic, but demon possessions and ghost stories and hauntings and Lorraine was a medium and kind of brought that to the forefront Mm -hmm. and with their books and the fact that you know this happened like what the 70s we're making those movies now and it has one of my favorites Luke Wilson and those movies or is it Patrick Wilson obviously he's not a favorite I can't remember his first name but has a like great actor and actress in it and they portray the couple but it also you know, they expanded more, but I've never seen the Conjury movies because I'm a big scaredy cat. I was scared of fake mannequins and bad props in a movie that I definitely knew was not going to hurt me. But I have brought Roxanne because she has seen them and knows more about them. But I love the history behind that stuff. So the fact that the house that was featured in the first Conjuring out in Rhode Island is still owned by real people that live in the house blows my mind. So Roxanne, yes. you did research about the Warrens. Like you've actually watched the movies. Mm -hmm. Thinking of those movies, what are some spooky things that come out of it? Because again, this is spooky fun time stuff. Well, if we want to go like a little bit of background on the Warrens. So like Ed, he's a self-taught demonologist. So I was reading a couple of articles about him that were talking about how he thinks he grew up in a a haunted house. So that's where he kind of started teaching himself and it opened him up to paranormal world. And then Lorraine, like you said, she was a medium. She also was a clairvoyant. I was familiar with the term, but I didn't realize how many like subcategories are in that. Within clairvoyance, there's precognition, which is the ability to see future events, retrocognition to see past events, and then remote viewing which is like how you can see events happening outside like your normal person. So kind of like that sixth sense that you know something without actually getting to explain how you know that. And side note, I found that in the 70s, the CIA actually had a a remote viewing training program, which is a whole other conversation that we should get into at some point. I love this. Right? (laughs) Is it MKUltra? I just saw it. I was like, oh, Courtney's going to like that. I love the CIA is just doing horrible stuff all the time in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So that's a little bit of their background. This happened in the 70s. So in 1970, this family, Roger and Carolyn and their five daughters, they were busy. They moved into this farmhouse. And so it was like this huge 14 bedroom house where everybody had plenty of room. So it sounded great, right? Well, as soon as they moved in, they noticed like weird things happening. So things started happening right from the beginning. 
However, it wasn't so intense. It was kind of just like little things like a broom was in the wrong place. There was noises going on in the kitchen or whatever. One thing I did find that I was like, what are you doing, ghost? How, what kind of prank is this? So Carolyn, she would find little piles of dirt in the kitchen after she had cleaned it, like on the floor, like she already cleaned the kitchen and she would find little piles of dirt that came out of nowhere. What a prankster. Right. I'm like, okay, did that really happen? Or like, that's like a teenage child who got mad that you cleaned up their dirt and they want, or they were like, ha, I don't like you throw some dirt on the kitchen floor. Or like a toddler drawing on the wall. Like, oh, I'm going to put a fan on this wall. Yeah. So it was like little things like that she started seeing. And then, so the daughters were the ones that were more like, I see so-and-so coming into my bedroom. I see this walking through the hallway. Like they were more the ones that were seeing actual things happen. So Carolyn did some research on their home. She asked, you know, there's no Google. There's nothing like that. So she had to ask like the people that live there, the town, I don't know what historian, I guess you can call them. Yeah. And you'd have to go to like the newspaper and use those old things that they use in like silence of the land. Yeah. And they did like the little knobby turn. So she had to go do that. And what she found was this home one family was living there for eight generations. So eight generations of people were born in this home, passed away in this home. So she did find that there were actually two suicides by hanging in the attic. There was one suicide by poison. There were two drownings. So if you see the movie, they show it and it's by like a creek and there's two drownings in that creek. So this house has just been home to a bunch of like tragic deaths. So not just like, oh, someone of old age passed away. Like there was bad, you know, bad vibes. Yeah. So this is where it kind of like ties into the movie. So the Warrens get involved and that's where the movie comes in. They get involved in the movie and, and all these things that are happening in the house. They're trying to investigate it. Later on in the movie, they find out who they think it is. I don't want to botch her name, but I want to say it's Bathsheba and it's spelled Bathsheba. So I know that's, I don't think that's the way you pronounce her name. I like the name. Yeah. So Bathsheba Sherman, she was, the town kind of called her a witch. And so she didn't start off her life like that. So she wasn't just this kid's born. She's a witch type of thing. So she married Judson Sherman. So that's where she gets the last name from. They're married. In the movie, he kind of portrays her like living in the house that the, like she used to live in that house and she was a Satanist and all of that. But in articles and things like that, they say that she didn't actually live in that house. She lived adjacent to that house in the neighboring like farmland that they had. Okay. So she's in the same vicinity, but not actually like somebody who lived in that house previously. So she married Judson and that was his land, his family's land. And she was the housewife. They had a son. Supposedly they had other children, but they didn't, they didn't make it. But the rumor of where it like escalated to where she was a witch slash Satanist was that she had an infant in her care. And I don't know whose infant this was. I couldn't find that information. Obviously it wasn't hers, but that she was caring for this infant and it mysteriously died. And so when they were doing like the autopsy on and everything, they saw that it died via a large sewing needle that impaled the base of the infant's skull. So, so they thought that she sacrificed this child because she's a Satanist and wanted whatever she wanted out of that sacrifice. That kind of ties into the movie on a factual base, minus the whole she didn't live there and live somewhere else. Looking at the movie, I mean, obviously, um, there's articles out there that talk about Ed and Lorraine basically, you know, bringing it to the forefront with 
their books and now you have this movie universe created after them and they became most notorious for their investigation with amityville the amityville house i love that movie believe it or not that was the first scary movie i ever saw my mom showed it to me and i swear i was like five or six years old don't oh, blame my mom. <laughs> I, I would never blame your mom did you watch like the really really old one yeah the really really old one yeah so i don't I can't remember if I've seen the really, really old one, but I do know that I've seen the Ryan Reynolds one because it's Ryan Reynolds. True, but you (laughs) need to see the original. (laughs) I really, I can't remember, but they came to notoriety because they were one of the paranormal investigators that actually came out of the house swearing and saying that there were, you know, these events happening. And most of like the paranormal investigators who went, they would stay a day and- We talked about it before on this podcast where like a local news reporter, she basically had a sleepover with other paranormal investigators of the time Mm -hmm. after the Lutzes uh, left the house. They called it like a sleepover. Literally, they were only there for like a night, but the Warrens stayed longer and they said all these things happened. Whether they did or didn't, no one else was really able to prove, to -hmm. prove with proof uh, the things that they found. So I am not, I'm definitely a believer, but I am a skeptic to a point when it comes to you are making money off of this. So, yeah, and I see what you mean. Like the way I grew up, we're going to get semi-personal here. I like um, it. You know, like my grandma is from Okinawa from a very small village and their religion is more of a spiritualism. Like there's not a real name to it. I can't say it's, you know, like Christianity or Buddhism because it's not either one of those it's kind of whatever village came up with this, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it. <laughs> But um, so I've been around that since I was little, you know, you have your ancestors that are protecting you, you have spiritualism in your body, and you have this like clairvoyance, everybody has it in them, it just depends on how in tune you are with it. So that's kind of like my background. And then like, it meshed with my Mexican side of the family with, you know, Catholicism It's kind of like, uh, which way do I go? But yeah, like, you're always gonna have skeptics. And, and I get it. You, like you said, who's, you know, you're making money off of this. Is it, is it for real? Like, or is this your job slash passion? You know, people work in their passion. They make money off of it is, can you say it's like that? Or, you know, yeah, I don't, I'm a believer, you know, I'm a believer because, right. you know, stuff has happened in my home, in places I've been before, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to make Roxanne go to any slightly old buildings because bad things may follow her home. I admit this. It was my fault. I made this to our circle of friends. It's my fault that Courtney wanted it. What was, was it Marie? Le- no, it wasn't Marie Laveau. It was, um, Duff. Oh, the crate, not the crazy lady, but the, like the torture lady. Oh, the torture lady. Um, isn't it like Madame Dauphine? Yeah. Marie Dauphine. Marie Dauphine. That sounds right. Yeah. That lady's house. Yeah. I drug Roxanne by Marie Dauphine's house. And, uh, I think we stopped or you stopped way outside. Oh, I decided yeah. to go inside this little baby, like door. That felt like a child's door because I'm overweight and I was like, maybe a half of me can fit through this door without feeling weird and awkward. New Orleans is, um, if you are a a true skeptic, New Orleans is a fun place to go because I believe it makes you a believer because you just, you feel things. Yeah. Um, Even if, you know, you're not like Lorraine Warren and having those, you know, (laughs) being a medium or being or having that clairvoyance, I feel like you feel things. I've talked about it before. I definitely, I am a skeptic when it comes to like legends and tales, but I'm a, like, I'm a believer. I don't mess with things. Like I'll go say bloody Mary in a lights off bathroom, like looking in a mirror, but 
I'm not going to go mess with like a cemetery. Those are real a dead Ouija people. Board? Oh, I ain't doing a Ouija board. No, hell no. I ain't messing with no Ouija board. But I, I do kind of want to go to the Goatman's Bridge in Denton, Texas, outside of Denton, Texas. You know what? You're on your own on that one. Do you want to go see the Mothman? No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is open invitation if anybody wants to come go with me. Like all that stuff is super intriguing to me and I love it, but I will not put myself in that area. Because <laughs> again, Courtney's the reason that Roxanne may have bad juju spirits follow her because I make her go with me. Like, just I'm scarred for life. I'm not going anywhere with Courtney. <laughs> the smart idea. Closing the circle, Roxanne definitely is a believer and has personal experience with things. I I would say I'm also a believer and that I've also had some personal things nowhere to the extent that like Roxanne has. But with like Ed and Lorraine, I feel that things did happen with them and did happen in that house and they investigated things. But at the same time, I feel it was fabricated to sell books, which now have been turned into a movie series or not movie series, but a whole universe now. Yeah. And I mean, their kids are set for life. Like their family is set for life with the pro like with the proceeds that come from this. And they, you know, gave validity to being a demonologist and mediums. Cause you can go back to, we've always had spiritualism of Mm -hmm. some sort in the world, but having mediums, I mean, there were some mediums that came out and saying, this is how I faked it. And then there were other mediums who would surprise the heck out of people like having psychics that are like, you know, Hey, like without knowing that like your grandfather passed away or something. And then the next, or like a week later saying, Hey, you know, this happened and you know, everything's okay now. And so things that rattle you anyways. So I think we got the first conjuring movie. What about, you want to talk about the second one? Oh yeah. I think it was a, it was actually in London. It wasn't in Merca. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie actually, the second movie actually opens up at the Amityville house, like them investigating it. And they're there and Lorraine sees like a vision of she's in the basement, I believe. So quick synopsis. (laughs) In 1977, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren come out of a self-imposed sabbatical to travel to Enfield, a borough in North London. There, they meet Peggy Hogson, an overwhelmed single mother of four who tells the couple that something evil is in her home. Ed and Lorraine believe her story when the youngest daughter starts to show signs of demonic possession. Oof. As the Warrens try to help the besieged girl, they become the next targets of the malicious spirit. Well, yeah. So side note on that one. Apparently, the Warrens weren't actually as involved in that case as the movie portrayed. They were kind of like there and checked it out and then kind of weren't a big player in that case. Supposedly, I'm not an expert at this. Let's just put that out there. I am not an expert. I'm not claiming to know all. And also, Um, you weren't born yet. Yeah. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't in London. I don't see London nor France or anyone's underpants. So underpants, I wish, but no. No, none. So yeah, so they said that. So it kind of like, I mean, I don't want to go in circles here, but go back to like how you're talking about your profiting off of it. What, were you really involved? Were you just making all this, you know, up or taking somebody else's story and expanding it? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Right. And we can even take that into the Haunting of Hill House, the series on Netflix, Mm. where they literally have the oldest son who wrote a book about everybody else's experiences and basically made them all out to be crazy and almost exaggerated them and would tell people, I don't believe in this. It's not real. And, you know, he would meet fans or whatever. And they would say, Oh, this was such an amazing book. Are you ever going to go back? Are you going to do this? And he's like, 
nah, it's fine. And he would explain yeah. everything. I almost wonder to a point, because he would explain things away, if that was something that, you know, the Warrens didn't do was try to explain sounds away or try to explain, you know, let's say that you had an air conditioner leak and you didn't realize that that's where this weird colored liquid was coming from. So they weren't trying to disprove anything. They were just trying to prove versus, you know, they're like winning with like a, it's automatically going to be haunted. So if they did go, well, they did go to London and they maybe helped out and heard the stuff and maybe they recommended things, but maybe they waited for that feedback and just exaggerated it with however the case ended. Yeah. Who, who knows what really happened? And both the Warrens are dead now. So it's not like we can really ask them. I know. She died, what, last year, right? She passed believe- away in 2019? Yeah. She didn't have to live through the COVID. So lucky her. Oh, yeah. She probably knew. She probably fucking knew. And she was like, no, nah, man, I'm going to peace out this bitch before this happens. He did. You know what? I think there's a lot of people who passed away in 2019 and early 2020 before shit went down. And they all knew. They knew. She's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. So going back, yes. Believing in spirits, the conjuring movies are great. And they've created this whole universe. And they even referenced, um, I was reading that like in the first conjuring, they referenced the Annabelle doll. I've never seen, obviously, never seen those, but they apparently are horrific because it's a doll, and dolls scare the living shit out of me. I won't, I wouldn't hear about Robert. Like, no, I, I don't deal with the dolls. Nope. My grandma has them porcelain dolls and the have you ever seen the peekaboo dolls that they used to sell on the side of the road where it looks like they're like counting hide and seek and they're counting one two yes she made those first of all she didn't want to buy them from the people on the side of the road she's like i can make that i'm not paying for that so she went and made some and they're in her living room and they're just creepy as hell she thinks they're adorable i'm like no (laughs) speaking of that annabelle doll did you know that they have it like they had a museum in their house yes so um a couple months ago it was either august or september there was an article that was released and it was missing Yes, but it didn't go missing. They literally put it on snoops. They're like, every couple months, someone says the doll goes missing. It's still there. <laughs> so they have the doll. Like, I, I, like I've talked about Robert the doll on here too, but not like really talked about because I don't want bad things to happen to me because Robert the doll is creepy. I've heard of Robert the doll, but I kind of don't want to talk about him. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about Robert because I didn't ask the question. So, um, so you have these inanimate objects that take on these like human faces. Well, not take on, but like a doll has a human face or maybe like a human stuffed characteristics. Like, yeah, like a bunny rabbit that has like a human body type of thing. Like, that just oh. sounds horribly put together (laughs) but also that's definitely the type of toys that probably my great grandma played with was like creepy looking dolls up until you had barbie like no girl had a real doll to play with so they had these creepy looking dolls and they had to like learn how to be mom to an ugly baby it was horrible it was a potato that somebody gave them for christmas well my the great grandma i'm thinking of isn't my irish one but maybe my irish one probably did have potatoes that she took care of (laughs) i can see it i think you can make up almost any story about an inanimate object and anyone would buy it because there are so many people creeped out by clowns that are creeped out by dolls that they won't have them in their house they don't want anything to do with them they won't hang out with clowns like at a circus like a lot of i remember as a kid i loved going to a circus and i loved clowns but as I told people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love clowns. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? You're so weird. And now I'm like, was I weird as a kid? I didn't like scary things, but I like the history of scary things. And I like clowns. Clowns are my best friend. I mean, I was never scared of clowns. They're just creepy looking, but I'm not creeped out by them. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. Just, 
like, oh, you're there. You're not, I don't want to look at you any longer. So I'm going to turn my head. Yeah. And there are so many creepy clown documentaries. I watched one about Wrinkles the Clown. Definitely not PG. Definitely an N rating on Hulu. (laughs) Well, no, it's not. It's probably rated R, but it was a little, I didn't realize what was in it. And I watched it at my dad's house with my little sister. I mean, she's 21, so she's not like a baby, but I was like, I did not realize this was about to happen in this movie. If you know anything about Wrinkles the Clown, you technically could like hire this clown to go and like scare the hell out of your kid. So if your kid was misbehaving, you could hire a clown to go stand in your backyard. Well, not to ruin it. Spoiler alert. The movie's been out for a while. So whatever. And you can watch it on Hulu. So get your life together. Earmuffs for like 20 seconds. But apparently they made this whole thing up and this whole marketing ploy with Wrinkles the Clown. And they filmed all this stuff and created this whole persona. And nobody really knows if it was real or fake. Wait, real or fake that he would go to the backyard to scare kids? Yeah, and they could hire him. Because they were like, wait, so did you do these films that people have? Were you paid to do them? Or did you do it as a marketing ploy? First of all, fuck those parents. Yeah. Why would you do that to your child? (laughs) Look... We live in like such a weird social media viral stage that you see a speck of dust sometimes and you think it's literally a spirit ghost on your green camera. That's true. But also like you want the likes, you want the invite to Ellen's show so you can get the free gifts. So I get it. Yeah, I get it. I would want that check from um, whatever photography thing she always hands out. Yeah, I want free money. I mean, I would also just like a free trip to LA, so true that ellen underwear though we talked about underwear a lot in this little uh this conversation we're having good i mean underwear is very important um one of the things that you must have during quarantine is clean underwear everything else don't care wear the same shirt 20 times a day i don't care or 20 times oh (laughs) (laughs) anyways make sure that you have clean underwear that's that's literally what i meant just have clean underwear (laughs) wait anything from this have clean underwear please and maybe don't believe all the ghost stories unless you experience it yourself. And even then, I don't believe everything that everyone says because we always exaggerate what we see. And that's why eyewitness accounts to like police investigations are always taken with a grain of salt because people exaggerate or don't remember things anyways. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, okay. Sure you don't. Sure you don't. Sure, Karen. So oh. yeah, the other movies, the uh, Conjuring, the third one is going to come out next year, supposedly. Really? Yeah, if it's on the same timeline, it'll come out in the summer of next year. And they have such a huge universe. Um, I've seen like previews from some of their other movies in a movie theater, and I've definitely almost maybe peed my pants. I will neither confirm nor deny, but there's a reason everybody should have clean underwear. I'm just going to get you a diaper. Thank you. I think it was The Nun that scared me. Oh, The Nun was good. I actually don't think I've seen the second Annabelle. I've seen the first one, but it's been so... Like, I literally don't remember. Well, speaking of, I don't remember... I really don't remember that movie. (laughs) Maybe it's because I was like, oh my God, it's a doll. I don't want to pay attention. And also there's like some funny parts where I'm just like, man. So I watched La Llorona because it has the actress who plays Velma in Scooby-Doo. I know. I love her. She's so amazing. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And I had to watch it with all the lights on at like two in the afternoon because that's how I am. But I really like the history behind it. As much as I like, I love the history aspects of like all scary stories. I don't know if the rest of those movies from that universe would go into the history that I want. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I feel like we've talked about these lovely movies and we talked about Ed and Lorraine possibly exaggerating a smidge to make a living. You know, to get, I do give them props. They brought it to the forefront. They made it 
mainstream. They took the appeal of, you know, the pentagram and demonic possessions and that just like that slasher feel of the seventies, like where you have, you know, the Manson murders and all that's going on in the seventies. And they kind of helped put it into popular culture. It was able to be accepted by people of faith with like Catholicism. I like that. It kind of, it bridged the gap. It did bridge the gap. Yeah. When you think about that, the whole religious perspective, that's where it hits. Cause I mean, they were religious people. At least Lorraine was. I think they both grew up Catholic. I could I believe, be wrong. No, I believe I believe so. I believe they both grew up Catholic and like they had the belief of like if somebody didn't have a faith, you were basically a target to a spirit or a demonic presence because yep. you lacked your faith and you lacked the belief. So that was kind of like their motto, put it on a shirt. Well, do you have any uh last thoughts about this lovely episode? So back to the first one. That family lived up in that house. For 10 years. Like with all the crazy? Yeah, with all the crazy. They they lived up in that house for 10 years. And then they finally pieced out because I think something happened with a pipe. Literally had nothing to do with whatever was going on. Like there was a leak or something like that. And they're like, oh, we can't afford this anymore. Let's sell this house as is and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, maybe the spirit was bored with them that they were still there. And they're like, look, I got to mess up a pipe. This is what I got to do. <laughs> like they got to get out. How do I do this? I left the dirt. The dirt thing didn't work. So um, let me just break this pipe real quick. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of people who live in like haunted houses and they say that they don't experience things. And I wonder if, you know, if you don't feed into that energy going in thinking that it's haunted or that you might, maybe that you, you could live in a haunted house in a sense. If you don't care about it, if you're not a believer and you're just kind of like, that's clearly the fridge making that moaning gross sound over there. That's clearly the rotten meat that I smell from the fridge that I left in there, you know, two months ago. If you want to make excuses like that, then I I guess do what you're doing. Live your life. Look, if you need a cheap, like mortgage payment, haunted houses are probably the way to go. Yep. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of But Have You Heard About Spooky Special Edition? Dun, dun, dun. As always, I'm your host, Courtney, and I was joined by my wonderful work wife, Roxanne. And we hope that you have a spooktacular night or day. Maybe it's like two in the morning. I don't know. But have a good one. Bye.